Last week, George Floyd died after a police officer knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes. His death sparked protests across the United States against police brutality on black bodies. We at 723 wanted to lift up the black voices of our community in response. We hope you will listen in earnest to our brother as he shares his truth. Welcome to our web series, Talk to an Artist. Um, today will be a little different. Um, today we get to speak to our incredible artist, A. Michael E., who is both a wonderful musician, an incredible singer, a father, a husband, and um, one of our artists of color who get to perform at our Space 723. And as I was preparing for this week and wondering what we we're gonna post, um, this whole week has been really interesting in the life of our country. Um, last week, um, a black man was murdered by police, George Floyd, um, in Minneapolis. And it has since incited a ton of protests um, about police brutality and what does it mean to be black in America. And those protests have been met with more police violence, which has been a massive problem. And so I wanted to give space to not just talk about uh, to not talk about art this week, but to talk about the reality of being Black in America. And obviously, I can't speak to that, so I am happy to turn the reins over to the incomparable A. Michael E., and he's going to take this time to share his truth and to preach about what it means and what you can do to, um, to support our uh, Black brothers and sisters in the fight for racial equality. So, A. Michael E., um, our first kind of question that we're going to talk about is, for people like me with white privilege, um, who can never understand what it means to be Black in America, what do you want people to know about your lived experience? Um, um, being Black in America is just like um, a death in a family. Everybody's affected by it, but everybody takes it differently. Um, there are groups of people who, who may not truly fully understand what it means to go through it, but they understand that we are dealing with something. It's those people that um, those people that you have to care about, and um, that I really thank you guys. Anybody out there that's been really standing for equality, truly meaning what it means to be equality, even if it makes you uncomfortable with you having to deal with a new a new culture, not a race, but a new culture. Because when we when we think of the word race now, race has been defined as cultureless with color. Like, so in other words, before you see me being a, a black man or anything, or you, before you see me being a Christian, before you see me being a, a Texan or Louisiana, and before you see me being anything like that, you see my color. And um, that, that goes without saying with anybody, we see color, we all see color, but there's a difference in what happens and how our colors are received. Um, much like a stop sign. Some people see green, some people see red. <laughs> we all have families. We all have, you know, we all want the same thing that you guys want, which is to be able to live in America or really any country because we all have that right to be free and not have to worry about whether or not um, we'll even be, be able to make a home to our kids. Like, like, um, Imagine being a, a black father and every month, you know, in the beginning stages of your daughter's life, you know, there, there's, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's always that reoccurring thing. Even if it's not happening in your personal life, it's, it's like, that could be me. That could be me out there. And so 
to uh, any race, any person that doesn't understand it, imagine every time that you've seen a black male, and I'm going to give you a very descriptive, every time you've seen a black male, envision that being your race and your gender, and then realize why we're mad. Think about what a man means to, and, and this is not to say anything against any LGBTQ community, but think about what the man means to the family and to communities as far as who who's more likely, if, if, if a bank robber, and I, I say this to everybody, if a bank robber runs into a bank, the first person that they deem as a threat is the biggest man in the room, not the biggest woman. <laughs> and so those things are things as a man we're taught to embrace that responsibility of protection. We're taught to embrace our community and protect our community when negative things arise. But, and then we were speaking about this earlier, what happens when the community and the, you know, your, your, your city that you're trying to protect doesn't protect you. It makes you wanna, it makes you wanna be reclusive. It makes you not wanna go out. It makes you be less, less likely to achieve things because of the simple fact that you're thinking in the back of your mind, if I go to this area, that is that could be predominantly white and it, or it could be you know it it just it zoos of politics like those things it it, it just it, it oh man it's the reason why black people are not in politics a lot of black people aren't in politics seriously like major politics and it's not even the loopholes and jumps that that we have to jump through it's about the fact that we've had our brothers go through those things we've had people go beyond us and they end up shot almost to the point to where now you have, uh, 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 I know we have people that speak, but it's so many more I know that in the back of their mind are afraid that if they speak too clearly, too eloquently, too, too, too fluidly in the, wrong, in the wrong environment, in the wrong situation, that could be our last time. Um, I went to Prairie View University. I was very, very familiar with Sandra Bland very familiar. She was one woman that was not going to let you either overtalk her. She wasn't going to let anything go without true understanding. And she was, my God, one of the biggest reasons I even pledged my fraternity organization, loving her and knowing her as a bigger sister in my, in my college. So when she passed, oh my God, it, it, it rose the whole activist inside of me. And so when you have that situation, which happened in Texas, and then you have other situations that happen up north, it, 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 go, it hurts our history now. As Americans, it hurts our history because what was the Civil War really for? Was there really a north side versus south side? And if so, have those sides intertwined? Have they come back together to say, you know what, we really don't need them? These are things that in the back of our mind, because we used to think if we go up north, we would be safe. And if you check a lot of land, as far as like how much it costs to buy things, it's cheaper to live in the South. It's way cheaper to live in the South. So you have black families and black men that come from Milwaukee, that come from Detroit, that come from Chicago, that come from places where our brothers and our past went to be free. So it's, it's hurtful to our history it, it kills our history as a whole because those men are now coming down to Texas because they understand it or coming to Louisiana or Mississippi because they understand it's an easier means of living with their with what they've had to deal with, with the rise and the, what the pain that they've had to deal with. It's a smart move to come out here. 
it's a smart financial move where you can offer more. I just met a businessman, Lily, a dude selling um, selling food, barbecue in Texas. He is not even from Texas. <laughs> dude was from, uh, I think he said he's from uh, North Carolina. So when you have all of these educated brothers and sisters and people that were put in places that were strategically developed to say, hey, we're the good guys, or we, we you know, we, we represent equality. We, we represent that all, all cops aren't bad. You know, all white people aren't bad, all things like that. And it, it's crazy because you come to the South and it's just like, there's nothing you can do about it. There's truly nothing you can do about it. Like, before I lost my front tooth, I had this issue in Walmart where people would, like, I, I lived in a very, very racial part of town. And um, I lost my tooth early on. But before I lost my tooth, uh, I would walk in Walmart. People would be willing to bump in me. But the more that I looked through it, I had been through something. People gave me more space. And it wasn't that I asked for it. I didn't ask for this at all. I didn't ask for that treatment. I didn't ask to get bumped into either. But it's because of what we as humans perceive as weak and strong. What has been tried and what has not been tried, what has been vested and what 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 really hasn't been messed with. But the biggest the biggest thing um there, there there's five things there's five different people in the world right in America right now, because um America had two majority uh, races before we became the melting pot that we are. First it was a Caucasian majority during during 1776, up until them bringing in slaves, and then that's when Africans became the majority. And right now we're kind of mixed around to the point to where, you know, depending on where you go and depending on where you are. It lets you know, um, depending on where you are, it just lets you know where or not, whether or not uh, the race, uh, as far as the, the the percentage of race, as far as uh, the population, like they all differ. Like Texas right now is majority Hispanic, than more than it is white or black. And so that's something to think about as well, because when you think of it like that, it's like, okay, well, we're not even the majority. We're not even the bigger threat. It's like you have all of these Hispanic people right now that are literally making killings and growing. And it's not to say that we're out of jealousy. It's to say, listen, if you really still think that we're the threat, do you really think that we're, we're just getting by? Like Black America is really just getting by, to be honest with you. The biggest thing that we do right now is entertain. And it's crazy. Uh, I tell my friends all the time, we are, that's the reason why most Black people can't entertain Black people is because our race is entertainers. Mm. We're entertainers as a whole, whether it be through comedy, whether it be through music, whether it be through um, sports, those things. And even still, like, once we make a, a splash in certain areas, it seems like people don't know how to let go. Like with Obama, it's been the man's been out of office for four years. I've never heard a, a president be spoken. And I literally follow politics. I didn't hear this much about Bill Clinton when when George Bush took over. I didn't hear this much about Bush when Obama took over. Why why is it when when we go from black back to to this that we have to consider him as so much more? It it it, it it's crazy to me. But back to back to the, the percentage you have white people that understand and truly, 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 truly they feel and they, they are their compassionate. We really appreciate you guys. You have others that see it, know it's going on and still don't care or, or, or choose not to show the compassion or understanding. But um, 
they they won't stand for it in their own life if that makes any sense it's like okay i see it happening to you but as long as it doesn't happen to me i'm okay with it as long you know as long as it's not my daughter i've seen getting flung around by the cops you know i've seen black little black girls get flung by cops i've seen little black boys get shot like and it's videos of it and as as a parent like i said it's like being in a marriage. Being in America is because we're citizens. So by us being citizens, we're, we're, we're married to this country. We have a duty to this country that you got, that, that we didn't even ask for to a certain degree. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, we don't want to teach our children to live in fear. We want to teach them that the world is a beautiful place. We want them to show them that there are things that are possible. We know that trials will arise and obstacles will come, but they shouldn't come based off of the color of your skin. They should come based off of your career choice. They should be come out based off of what do you plan to do? Where, where do you, what are your surroundings and as far as the educative support around it or the true influence of it as far as having a good peers around you? Those things. Then you have a, a set of black people that are just ready to just go off at this point. Like, and I, that's a, that's a, there's a majority in that situation. I truly believe it's a majority that are just ready, ready and ready. And literally, to be honest with you, when Obama was president, that's when black America was the most militarized. There was a lot of different times I was around different people in different situations. And what they would say was, all he has to do is get on the news and say black people revolt. And we're, we're, we're riding with them. That's, that's the strength of having a true black leader. Now, when any other black man has ever gotten to that level, he has been gunned down. <laughs> he has been shot. He has not been able to make it. And that little bit alone, it, it scares the leaders from wanting to step up. But more so in the bigger hurt is that it stops the leaders from even being able to have followers that can try to believe in that. Because when we've followed and when we have believed, we've watched it burn. So when you when you when you watch something burn and when you watch something get beat up and blued and blacked and killed over and over again, and then you have people saying, I don't understand what the problem is in media, or or they should just play basketball or play football. It's like, no, these are the people that that made it. And now that they've made it away, you didn't that, that you approved of now that they're speaking on things that you that you just wanted to turn a blind eye to. No, I want to go back to being entertained. I want to go back to being entertained. But you're trying to be entertained by a person that is worried about something. And this is that's like asking any artist to perform or do something after they've been through an emotional traumatic experience. It's like, no, I, I saw myself in him or with, with, with depending on your reach and how high you go up in the world, there's no telling how many employees you can have that do know him or connections that do know that black person. And it's crazy how the la our latest one was related to Steven Jackson, the uh, NFL player. And so that, that brought news on ESPN. And so Steven Jackson has been a commentator for ESPN so many years. He's done a great job, spoken eloquently, but when we step outside these boxes and then at first it was, it was perceived and it wasn't received in a good way. It really wasn't. They were really, really, really reprehensible about it. But as time goes on and as you see the same thing and with media being what media is, it's, it's, it's in your face now. It's like, it's, and it's so much in our face that literally black America is sick of it. 
it's like being like I said, it's like being cheated on in a relationship over and over again. Like every day you walk it, it's like you go out as a black American, you go to your job, you go to work, you bring your child to school, and at the same time you come home to America. And to what America does is what? Cheating on you, sleeping on you, doing all of this stuff in your face. You come home. There it is in your face. You go to work. There it is in your face. Even the people at your job know about it. Even the people, you know, people you don't even know that are walking around you feel you in a way that you might not even perceive it. That like, oh man, like, and it, it sucks because it's, 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 it's non, it's not gender biased. It's, 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 it's not gender biased at all because I've seen women be scared of black women and I've seen people be scared of black men. And it is, my whole situation is as a black man, it's like, no, nah, my women aren't a threat to us. Like, like, like that, it, it hurts to your soul because it's like, as a, you know, as when I have a daughter, it's like, no, our women aren't, no, all our women aren't ghetto. All our women aren't, aren't ratchet. All of our women don't want to just, you know, do those things. You know what I'm saying? We have rhythm. We like to dance. You know what I'm saying? Hell, we've been shaking ass since Africa. I can't get mad about that shit. Can't get mad about it at all because it's the truth and it's a part of your heritage. Dancing is a big part of African yes. heritage, and I'm not mad about that at all. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad about it at all. It's just it's 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 just mutated. It's evolved. Yeah. <laughs> Different beats, you know. But yeah. at the same time, so though the, we have like a, uh, we have our and then you have our black brothers. Uh, the fourth uh, fourth out of the fifth is so we have our black brothers and sisters that are literally afraid, but they still. Fight. They still go out and they still do it. Those radical people, I pray for every day because I'm not too like I, I'm watching videos and I don't know who's getting targets put on them. I don't like like I I, I pray about those things. Okay, ain't no targets getting put on them. You're right. We try to think happy thoughts, <laughs> and we try to be blessed through it all. But um, there's another group of people in America that are sitting side right now watching everything. And it's every other race except for black and white America. And um, you have some races that are partake, participating, but as a whole right now, you're not going to see too many Hispanics. You're not going to see too many Asians, Andrew Yang, things like that. These guys aren't speaking out on this because it's not affecting them. Mm. But as African-Americans, we believe that it's a domino effect. So if they get away with it with us, it's going to happen to you. It was crazy. Um, like, we, like a lot of stories I read, like they said they put crack in the ghetto, but they forgot that there were white people there. And so when they like, it's a lot of things that literally have affected their race to the point to where I've noticed how, and I, I hate to say it, how how Caucasians would truly distance themselves inside their race based off of wealth, harder mm -hmm. than any other race. Like, like I'm like, if you don't have a certain amount of 401k plan, this, that, and the other, you can't even get inside certain buildings, let alone certain groups that they have. Mm -hmm. And it's inside those same groups that hides a lot of power and systemic racism. And so I say to all of those people that are in the fifth party, and the people that know about that and that are able to, please make them uncomfortable because we're uncomfortable. No, no, nobody that's black in America can tell you that the month, and it is crazy. If you were to go through a year, there were, there, I think it was eight out of 10 months 
I mean, eight out of the 12 months, we lost a black person in some way or shape or form to cops. So imagine trying to forget it or trying to move on it and then here it is again in your face. And now it's enough, now it's a little black boy. Now it's a, or now it's a little black girl or, or it's another black man. And now he now he might not the person might have been light skinned and he and he might have been skinny. So you didn't you didn't identify with him. But now this one's dark skinned with a beard, got a nice spade, trim, been walking out running. So to all of my all of my all of my all of our athletes, it's like Am I gonna get shot while I'm running? You know, is somebody gonna see me trying to better my life, and because they see my color, think that I'm doing something negative? That's a mind fuck. That that's literally brainwashing people. That's that's like living in 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 a in a, in a narcissistic in a narcissistic home. Like it's crazy. And and ah oh man, I, I I'm one of those people that believe in the people that I I I, I meet like you. I believe in people that I love and care for, that care for me. But it's one thing that I do not believe in, which is that America is together. Because it's not. I know America isn't together. It, it's crazy. Sorry, but Texas is the only state that can separate in the four states. There are no laws that say the other states can combine. So we're not even. We, we, we haven't been even for a while. And truly, truly, truly trying to, um, I'm not even going to say, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I tell people all the time, sometimes integration mess some things up. Because what's going on in a lot of communities, it's happening in different ways. So one thing about Black race that we don't have the, the beauty of is having our true own language. So you have Asians that speak anywhere between Japanese, Korean, I mean, Korean to Taiwanese, all the way to Chinese. Then you have Mexicans that can speak, uh, or Hispanics that can speak Spanish. They can speak Portu Portuguese, depending on it, maybe Brazilian, but at the same time, they're closely connected. And then you have us, black people, and us white people that have to speak in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... With that, it there is no there there was a lack of culture inside of our, our race inside of America, as far as African Americans when it comes down to being able to understand our true. What's wrong, mama? What's wrong? Oh. Sleep. Oh, <laughs> so sweet and so beautiful. But yeah, uh, we go through so that that scene that you just witnessed. Yeah. That's Black America right there. That that that's the headache of Black America. We 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 live like you. Hold on, let me put my daughter to sleep. I could walk out those doors, and if I do the wrong thing, is that gonna be my last time holding my daughter? We we think like that on on an everyday possible basis in different ways, shape, or forms. Even if we don't fool out flatly, think it it's there subconsciously. And that therein lies your anger. That's why Black America is angry is because we have to live, we have to think with this headache that apparently y'all don't give a f about. <laughs> and back to the relationship, to the contract, it's like, well, if you don't give a f about me, what the fuck I'm doing caring about you? You know, and so it, it, I, I'm afraid for America because it's like, I want Black America to go to war for us. If something happens, I want black like, but at the same time, if the wrong country invades and say the wrong thing to black America, 
it's gonna be hard for black. I'm be honest, it's gonna be hard for black people to truly respect American culture or or or, or the government after that. Seriously, like I, I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I'm a very radical person, so at certain days, I just think to myself, "Well, what if this happened? And what if people said these things? What would you do? You ever have? You know how people play those games when you're drinking in college? Like, what would you do with this, yeah. that, and the other? We've had, like, in Black America, we'll play those games, and you'll hear questions like, "Well, what if a country took over and said all black people can make it if they revolted?" In majority of the room will get up and say, well, I'm riding with the person that's riding with me. Because America, and then they'll, they will gladly say these, they'll say, because America hasn't been for us. Mm-hmm. And so, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Because living in America, it's a headache. And like I said, like if there's anything I can tell anybody about my experience living in America, especially as an entertainer, mm-hmm. is that our race is already entertainers. So we're not easily entertained. <laughs> uh, in fact, we have a shorter, we have probably have a shorter, you know, tolerance to it than anybody else I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second off, if I could say anything else to anybody that's listening to this, um, anytime you see a black person, I remember one thing I would do, just try and hug them. Because a hug is a way that you show true compassion. A kiss can be deceived as something different, but if you just come up to a black person and say, listen, it's too much shit going on right now. Can I just give you a hug? Like things like that let you know that it, it helps re it helps us, it helps reaffirm that the the, the the everybody's not bad. Right. Because you can't say everybody's not bad if on their personal level they're not receiving any positive experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> whether it be through their community, where they live at, or anything like that. You can't say that. You can't at all, because it's not true. It's not true. It's like everybody's not bad, but everybody in that person's life is bad. You know what I'm saying? All, all the cops that come around this person right there don't have his best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. And I live in a I live in a very mixed neighborhood, to be honest with you. So I have like three neighbors that are cops. Mm-hmm. And like, not gonna lie to you, it bothers me sometimes seeing them ride by. Like, and I know, and like, I have to, and like, in my mind, I have to get used to them not being a cop because they're my neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, that's my neighbor. All right, let me wave. Yeah. <laughs> let me let them, let me try and be cordial with my neighbor, and then hopefully it'll go somewhere along with them on their route. That's my prayer. It's like, okay, let me be a better neighbor. Let me, because I'm just like, I might be the best thing or the only thing they know to, to you know, yeah. to the people that they may go arrest or have to go deal with later. That could be through protest. That could be through, you know, my dog just hit my table. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but uh, if it, um, that's all I want to say about that one is just that yeah. it, it's hard. It, it's been hard. It's not going to get any easier anytime soon. The only thing that we can truly do as black people is just try our best to to just get by. It, it sucks to say that. Like, that's all we can try to do is just get by. Get by succeeding in life. Get by with our business, building a business. Get by and make it to the next world. And we don't want to just get by. We want to be able to make a splash. But until we truly make a splash and Funny thing about that is that we watched our people that have made it to the top get treated like us. 
no recognition. In the you got football players that have been arrested in the city that they play for mm -hmm. just because they're black. It's just like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I have to be Bill Gates and I'm around and run on the wrong cop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's not good because we as black people can identify people of like people of stature. And it's just like you have a like you he he plays for your team. You probably got a jersey. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> if yeah. not, one of your friends has a jersey, and this is this is how you want to treat them. Okay, cool. That's perfectly fine. It's not fine, but you get what I'm saying about it. it's yeah. like we didn't expect it. We well, we thought you we we expected better, but at the same time, your history has shown us that. Yeah, it's a headache talk. Oh my God, it's 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 so man. It's enough to make it seriously. I I can guarantee you, every black man is broken down and cried thinking about this. Mm. I can guarantee you that at least every black man that cares about his race, that has a family, that cares about his family, they've cried about this situation, and the black mothers have too. Because we never know whether it's going to be us, our kids, or our family. Thank you for speaking your truth and, you know, showing us what it, just what a messed up situation this all is. Um, so for those of us out there who, you know, who feel similar, you feel like this, this needs to change, you know, really, truly, this cannot go on. Um, how can people educate themselves to be better allies for the black community? And how can we support black voices to say, to continue speaking out and saying, this is not okay. This has to change. Um, I'm one of those people that believe that, that you talk until, and like, like on a simple level, you speak until there's no reason to talk anymore. You do your communication. And so if you're just anybody out there that's not a black cola that wants to help out, First thing I can tell you to do is find the per find the most racist person you know. And I feel like it, it won't be hard for you to know who's racist in your life. I feel like it shouldn't be hard because you're you're on the inside like a secret agent almost. So they'll be willing to let things slip with you than they would be willing to slip with us. Like be willing to, to I'm not going to say invest in a black business. Of course you should do that if you want to do that. But if the business doesn't do good, don't invest in it. Don't just go, don't go up to somebody food joint. And if you know their food sucks to you, go invest in them. Don't, don't, don't go gas them up like that. Just give a donation or something. Don't go try and buy food, you know, but bigger thing is just like, like make those people that are comfortable, uncomfortable. Like when I say that, don't, don't complain, don't, don't blame them, but be willing to show them like, or be like, be willing to use the analogy like I used earlier. That's how I, do. I try my best to, to, to put you in our shoes. It's like, how would you like it if every time you turned around or for a whole year, every other month, damn, you know, every month almost, you saw a white face being mistreated by the cops. And it could, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's non-gender. That's the thing that, that, that terrorizes all of black America now is that it's non-gender. At first they were just targeting us, which let our women, get cool with the situation. 
But now that they see that, then they've been seeing it, but at the same time, at one point in time, with food stamps and other things of that nature, you could not have the man in the household to receive those things. That's another reason why you have a lot of impoverished Black America not married, because of the simple fact is that, all right, if I marry my wife, some of this stuff is going to be gone that, that she's been using to accommodate herself or getting herself along. And that comes through the hierarchy, pay our trigger, literally. And the reason why they say systemic racism is because it what we're dealing with now didn't start here. Mm-hmm. Like when the 40 acres and the mule were, 40 acres and a mule were being given out, we, we missed out on that. We never got our 40 acres and a mule. So, there, there's a history of wealth that comes behind that simple 40 acres and a mule, especially in Texas, mm-hmm. especially in Texas. A lot of this land was, oh my God, given away for dirt cheap, dirt cheap. And now you got all of these people with ranches and lands and Texas is cash poor, but land rich. Yeah. So if you, if you really want to educate somebody like that, um, I would always tell people go watch Hidden Colors. Don't believe everything, but go ahead and be willing to challenge your mind as to what you're about to see and what you believe is America. And then it'll give you a bigger insight on an educative level, detailed about what it truly means to be black in America and what 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 circulates inside of our racist circle as a whole. Like uh, as a as a white lady, I'm pretty sure you may have met somebody that was related or know somebody in the Ku Klux Klan by chance. It's possible. I'm not not entirely sure, but it's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. cool. I don't know for a fact if I have Black Panthers yeah. in my family or related, but at the same right. time, if you were to compare both 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 organizations on a different level, it's like okay, I might not know about nobody that's a Black Panther, but if I look deep enough, I could find yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It circulates in our race. Mm-hmm. So it those like like hidden colors is a good thing for you to find out what's circulating in our race yeah. on our mental level. But the biggest thing is just literally making people uncomfortable. And then as 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 time is going along, that's what's going on now. And um I thank God for sports. Thank God for sports because you have all of these races that come into the same locker room. Mm. It's symbolic of what America is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it's supposed to be. At like you're supposed to be able to Go out, get it together, mm-hmm. discuss your differences, you know what I'm saying, whether it be on the field or in the locker room at home, but at the same time, we're on the same team. If mm-hmm. something happens to you, I'm supposed to treat it like it happens to me. That's what it means to be on the same team. So if somebody if somebody uh, low blows somebody on the field, I got to get mad at you because that could have been me. That could be my leg. You could have blew my leg out for the rest of the game, you know. But if America – if you get it now – if the race as a whole isn't treating it like we're all in the same locker room. Yeah. It's like, bro, we're all in the same locker room. They want the same thing we want. They just don't want to do, you know, they, they got their own way of getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That is just... That's a, that's a really, actually, that's a really good analogy for this. It's like, we're all in this together. People act like we're not in this together. Um, yeah, it's like that team, it's like basketball team. It's like a basketball team where you got like star players and everybody yeah. wants their own shot. They don't want to let nobody else shine. Right. It's like that. Yeah. Not like a good football team. <laughs> football definitely is a good analogy. Um, so as we kind of wrap up time here, um, is there anything you want? I, you know, and usually when I, when I do these interviews, I ask people um, the question of if you could 
transmit one message to the world, um, whether it's it's one sentence or two sentences and everyone could hear it and receive it what would it be. So I'm gonna change it a little bit um, for this interview. So if you could transmit one sentence to the world for people to hear in the midst of these protests um, across the United States against police brutality, against black bodies, uh, what would you want people to hear? Because I know we've got, you know, media, you know, saying a lot of things that necessarily aren't true or misrepresenting this protest. And so what would, what would be the truth that you would want people to walk away from um, this experience and what we're going through as a country? Um, I would give two messages. One is to the protesters, one is to those that feel like we shouldn't be doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. The message to my protesters is simply this, don't give up, find more, keep going. Seriously. Number two, to those that are literally just trying to treat it like it doesn't happen, envision it being your color. Envision it being your women. Envision it being your daughters. Envision it being your sons, your brothers, your mothers, your sisters, and then go talk to a black person. Then, then Then try to have that same argument. Because if your argument doesn't start with, well, they were killing me and my family like that, you're not understanding that's what's going on to us. They're killing us and our family. Even if they're not kin to us, they, they feel like they're kin to us now. It's like at first it was, it, it, you, you used to have that secluded racism, but now it's, it's too broad. It's too broad. And um, yeah, like I said before, America now is like living in, um, yeah, that's my line to them. America's like living in a relationship and every time you walk in the house, you find out you're getting cheated on. Well, thank you for speaking your truth. Um, and my hope is that, you know, that people get to experience your story and go out and join the protests and make a difference. Um, if you want to continue making a difference in the lives of our Black brothers and sisters, um, I invite you to do- donate to the Southern Poverty Law Center, to the ACLU. Um, I'll put some other resources, especially for um, bail in Texas for protesters who are being arrested um, for petitions to sign so that the other three officers that were involved in George Floyd's murder are arrested. Um, there are many, many things you can do if you're still concerned about getting out because of coronavirus, which, you know, I still forget that's happening because of everything that's happening sometimes. Um, but it's there like, are things, <laughs> yeah, it's a, we're in the middle of a pandemic and yeah, it, it's, this is the life that we're living, but there are many, many things you can do to help out um, literally in your own house from your laptop or your phone or um, from a library computer. So um, I'll post those resources. And A. Michael E., thank you so much for giving your time and your voice in speaking truth to what matters. Really appreciate you. Macy, thank you for giving a platform. Absolutely. No more weeping, don't you know? No more weeping. No more weeping. No more weeping. No more weeping. No more weeping.